her production, she put on for a giant. Hey, that's the rest of 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 the Hello, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Bremore Productions podcast. It's the safe place for the Black opinion. And I am so sorry that I have not been doing a very good job at, you know, reporting to you guys, creating content for the podcast. I've been on social media going nuts. Go, make sure you go follow us, Bremore Productions. You can also follow my personal page, More of Bree, as well. That's my last name of Bree, B-R-E-E. And this entire time I've been, you know, in the house, I've been focusing on art and really creating structure for my business, um, looking at the insights analyzing everything, reintroducing new ideas and old ideas and, you know, trying to open up this platform for other Black creatives to come in and help me out because I can only do so much. And Bremore Productions is expanding beyond my vision. Um, And I am grateful for it, of course. But at the same time, I am just one person. So I'm in the midst of really like looking at myself as a leader because I feel like, you know, it's all cool starting a business. It's beautiful. I believe in ownership. I also believe that, you know, there's skills set in place to make sure that you maintain your business. And I am learning that I am programmed to be a worker. So it is hard for me to really get in that leadership mindset and behavior to really execute ideas and goals. So I am learning how to be a leader. And if you have a business and you've been in business for a while, you you can feel this. Um, we are programmed to be workers. We are not programmed to be entrepreneurs. So for me to transition from worker to entrepreneur to boss, it was hard. It's really hard. Like I know how to work my ass off. I know how to complete a sale. I know how to, you know, just be a worker. You know, all the things that comes with being a great worker, be innovative, um, take initiative, be on time. I still have to work on that, but you know, everything good customer service. I know all of that, even down to the marketing of a business, because I did it for so many other businesses that I worked for easy breezy. But when it comes to being a leader, a leader, a true leader that not only puts money in people's pocket, but also elevate them. So when they are outside of your organization, they too can stand alone and, you know, create their own situation. So that's what I want to be. I just don't want to pay niggas. You know, I want to actually like teach people how to elevate and how to look at a, at the world in a different light and how to move different, even eat, you know, even read well, you know, even, you know, just introducing new things and places and people to the people that work for me. And I'm thinking on this level at the, the, the scale that we are on right now, you know, of course we have like 2000 plus listeners on the podcast. We have 2000 plus followers on the Instagram. Um, so I could just only imagine millions and millions of people influenced by my voice and my platform. So it is my duty to make sure that my voice and my platform is responsible for the influence that we have amongst our people, especially Black women, Black men, Black girls, 
black boys. I just don't want to have a platform just to say that I'm doing some important shit. I actually want to change mindsets or even elevate mindsets and introduce new things, ideas, people and places to my people. That is my goal. And I I juggle with myself a lot with that. That's the reason why I take my time with things because when I do implement it into the world, I want to make sure that it is beneficial. I want people to actually experience something. I want them to walk away with something. And that's the reason why I take my time. And I know I get on a lot of people's nerves, people that, you know, have worked with me in the past and it didn't work out. And the issue that lies within that was me just taking my time. You know, I hit them up and say, I want this done. We need to do this. We need to do it. And then I would slow my roll. I would still be working, but I don't give them a task. So then they feel like, you know, I'm either full of shit or I'm wasting their time. And I totally understand. So with that being said, to, you know, to, you know, justify my actions in the way I move, it's simply because when I do bring somebody full time on the team, I want it to be done right. And I want it to be more than just another job. You know, I want it to be a life changer. So with that being said, you know, throughout this pandemic, I'm like, if I'm stuck in the house, we're going to read, we're going to do research, we're going to we're going to learn, we're going to paint, we're going to be creative, we're going to be innovative. And then the virtual closet sales came about. And I've been thinking about, you know, hosting a virtual closet sale, which is online closet sale because I'm not even going to go into that, but I would love my, my thing with, I am going to, I'm going to address it. I'm going to address it. My thing about, you know, hosting events and using these, utilizing these venues is to create a space for my people, my tribe, my following to come and where we can be creative and be ourselves. Now in, in the past, we have had a hard time, even with Black-owned venues, due to the fact that, you know, they see a Black woman requesting a venue space for her event, and they automatically assume that you're going to bring a whole bunch of rowdy people with you. That's just the reputation that Black people have, even though we have not bestowed that on ourselves somewhat, but we also entertain it. So automatically, when it comes to professional settings, Unfortunately, a lot of people feel like you're going to bring that type of crowd with you. So I have had a hard time with venues, not just the big venues that we have utilized, but also the small venues. Not all of them, but some of them. So I'm I'm to the point where I am like highly offended and I'm not going to give you over $3,000 plus dollars, you know, to come into this space and we are not treated with respect. And, you know, there's tiptoeing, there's a lot of watching, there's a lot of watching over your shoulder, there's a lot of paranoia. And I feel like if we gonna, if, if that's going to occur, then I don't need to be here. And I'm definitely not going to bring my people into your, your place and they uh, patronize it and buy shit and you don't have no respect for them. So you don't deserve our money at that. This is where I'm at right now. And I had to shut down the closet sales because I'm like, I'm not, if you don't respect us, if you don't, if you don't respect us and you, and you want to, you know, bring this type of energy to my event. Cause at the end of the day, you know, it, it, it falls back on me. So if you want to bring that type of energy into this space, then you don't deserve us period. And you damn sure don't deserve our money. So I cut off the closet sales and I think it's funny how, you know, um, I cut them off and then I beca- I, I ended up right back on track because I every night I check my Facebook memories. <laughs> um, and it's sad that I utilize Facebook to do such. I should have a journal, but it is what it is. Um, just to see, you know, have I elevated? And I always do. Thank God. 
I'm very proud of myself with that. And I thought it was funny that um, this year I got right back on track. I was um, I was hosting a closet sale the same day that I hosted a closet sale last year. So I was like, wow, like, and now we online. So y'all make sure y'all check out the closet sale, the virtual closet sale. It happens every two weeks online and it's really dope. It's local businesses coming together um, and utilizing the Bremar Productions platform to sell their pro- products, their services. And everything is between 5 to $40 and it's free shipping and it's local businesses. Most of them are black, and we will talk about that later. Um, I will analyze. I will dig deeper into that. And um, yeah, I know all of us be wondering, you know, about black-owned businesses and who to support. So here's an opportunity for you to support locally black-owned businesses in one transaction. So dope, amazing. You, you can support 10 Black-owned businesses in one transaction. And this is important. This is key. This is vital to our community. Now, the reason why I decided to create this podcast episode um, is because of recent events. We all know about, unfortunately, the death of Ahmad. Um, black man that was jogging and got killed for pretty much jogging. And I'm taking in deep breaths, so y'all have to be patient with me because I am exhausted. And when I tell you guys that I'm exhausted at this point, I am tired. And I don't necessarily want to talk about this. I don't want to keep talking about it. And it's... It's not, and I know a lot of people may think it's ignorant. And if you're gonna have a platform, you're gonna you you need to make sure you use your voice for the betterment of your people. And I believe that. Even Nina Simone stated that it's, it is important, and it's the 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 artist's duty to report what's happening in today's world for the next generation so they can learn from us and they can pretty much, you know, elevate the their entire existence for the betterment of the next generation. Nina Simone. So I definitely believe in, you know, not pacifying shit and being unapologetic and speaking my mind and it's not, I'm not, I'm not being silent I have decided to use another route into uh, utilizing my voice on my platform. And I'm going to tell you guys why I am no longer hashtagging a black name in the midst of tragedy. Because now I feel like it is just content for a lot of social media platforms, media platforms, platforms, publications, you name it. I feel like there's no emotion more, uh, there's no emotions, I'm sorry. There's no emotions. There's no real ties to the conversation. It's just another hashtag. It's just another black man getting murdered. And it's not just for what uh, it's just uh, I'm sorry. It's not just for white platforms. It's also for black platforms. Our skin folk and kin folk. A lot of people are just posting and reposting for clicks and likes and shares. They can care less about the fact that this man was somebody's son, he was somebody's father, he was somebody's friend, you know, he was somebody. This is not just another hashtag. This is not just content for your your platform. And I do not want to do that. I do not want to hashtag a black man's name, a black woman's name, a black black kid's name. I do not want to do that anymore. I'm not going to hashtag no one's name on the Bremore Productions pl- uh, platform. 
at all. Because you guys, if you go to social media and you click on the hashtag, you click on this black man's name, you will see people promoting their businesses. People promoting their lip glosses, their makeup kits, their wigs, their nails, their clothing lines, their shoes. It's just a fucking marketing tool for people now. And it's disgusting. And even though I'm not participating in the bullshit, I do not want my platform, my baby, what I've built for my people to be next to the bullshit. Because like Jay-Z said, and this is probably, it, it, it makes sense to me, but I'm understand, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to explain to y'all why I'm about to use this quote. Jay-Z said, if you argue with a fool from the distance, no one knows who's the fool. So if you participate in the bullshit, nobody knows from a distance who's the bullshitter. So I'd rather not put my platform next to that. I just cannot. Because it's deeper than that. I am raising a black son, a black boy that will eventually become a black man. I have so much love and patience and passion for my people. I cannot disrespect us like this. And I'm not saying that everybody should take my stance. I'm not saying that because we need that. We need that that pressure. We need the awareness. We we need to have these conversations on a public platform. Of course, we need that. In everything, we also need balance. If you have your stance and I have my stance and we have the same intentions, beautiful. And this is the reason why I always said, you know, I, I'm very offended and disappointed in both Martin Luther King and Malcolm X when they were alive and they had the same intentions, but they never really came together. To me, that was a waste. To me, it was unfortunate. They had the same intentions, the same intentions, but never came together. And you have now you have black people that say they team Mark, uh, they team Martin Luther King. You have black people that say they team Malcolm X. But if you look deeper into the situation, you would know that they both had the same goals. They both had the same intentions. So either way, you you are team both of them. Both of them. B-O-F-F-U-M. Both of them. So we have to, you know, we have to know that we need balance. Not all the time do we need to take the Martin Luther King approach. Not all the time do we need to take the Malcolm X approach. But we need both approaches. And I believe in that. We don't always have to agree. There has to be balance. If one, if all of us is on one side of the scale, we ain't going nowhere. But if we have a we have people on this side of the scale and this side of the scale, guess what? You create balance. So I don't look forward to everybody agreeing with my opinion. Because in that moment, my emotion might lead us into some bullshit. But, you know, if we listen to each other and I say, you know what, I'm going to sit this one out and we go forward with your plan, you might take us somewhere. We need balance, period. We Sometimes you need those more little kings that go into the situation and be like, listen, this is not the time to be uh, fighting by any means necessary. This is not the time. Let me smooth this out. With my mouthpiece. That's, right now, we only need my mouthpiece. And then you got the, the times when Malcolm X come in and you be like, nah, you know, we, we need the peace. We need the steel. We need the firearms. <laughs> Let's blow this bitch up. <laughs> and it'd it be the perfect time to do so. So I believe we need balance. Within balance, we find unity. I truly believe that. So I don't look forward to everybody to take my stance. 
The only thing that I look forward to is y'all to respect it and, and try to understand and respectfully disagree. We we so damn disrespectful to the people that disagree with us. So no more hashtags. I'm not doing no more hashtags. I'm not participating in protest. Um because I feel like the true protest is the change of mindset. I feel like the true protest is the change of lifestyles, the the way you eat, the way you think, the way you consume things, like everything needs to change. I feel like that's what's needed. That's the true protest. Creating Black-owned businesses, hiring Black people. And if we don't see it in our lifetime, at least we can jumpstart it right now to show our kids the way so our kids can follow that way and their kids and their kids and their kids. We don't have to always see it. We don't always have to feel it. Now, I have to learn that for myself. And as much as as it like, oh my gosh, it, it freaks me out because I have big dreams and I wanna see it. I have to see it before I go. Um, but there are some things that I would not see. And it's it's only because it's for the next generation. And we also have to stop being selfish with our blessings. Sometimes it's not, sometimes you're not walking in your purpose for you. It's bigger than you. It's always bigger than you. Period. And even though we strive on being millionaires, we might not be the first millionaire in our family, but guess what? If we spark the mind of the next generation, that generation might, you might have multiple first uh, millionaires in your family because you left behind that knowledge. You left behind a legacy. And to me, that's more rewarding than any dollar. You cannot necessarily put money on that that's that's legendary that's who that's power and that's what we need we always think that the utmost power is having money no 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 it's having knowledge because if you know how to do something once you can do it again. And if you lose it, you know how to get it back. And you also have the knowledge to try something different. Seek knowledge. That's light. So no more hashtags. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that because I'm I'm traumatized. You know, I I have, I cry a lot when stuff like this happens. I look at my son and I become not discouraged, but I become angry. And I've Learn how to reroute my anger into something positive. There's a such thing as positive anger. I no no longer entertain negative, you know, anger. So I put this in in good use because I feel like, oh, when I'm angry, I get a lot of things done. I'm productive. I have something to prove, you know. So, you know, when I look at my son, when things like this happen, it, it inspires me to, you know, be the best mother I can be and, and not slack on that. Have real conversations with my son and also make sure that his childhood is healthy as much as possible. Talk to him, play with him, kiss him, hug him. Let him know, you know, that he's important, that he's beautiful, that he's he's everything and he can do everything that his, his mind's, you know, that's that's what I do with my anger now. And that's what I'm going to continue to do. I don't want to necessarily just go on social media. And that's another thing. I'm tired of reporting to social media when this happened. I'm sick of it. You know, like I said before, it's all about the change of mindsets. It's all about the change of lifestyles. And I can honestly say it doesn't take me a second guess or I'm not hesitant to support and uplift other black people because that's what I do on a consistent basis. I just don't do that when tragedy hits us. I do it, period. And I think if we adapt to that, 
then we will see more progression. We will see the unity that we crave. But, you know, everything takes time. So I've decided that I'm not into protesting. I'm into ownership. I'm into uh, sacrificing, you know, going without just to make sure that I continue to create opportunities for us and myself as well, you know. And that's what I want to invest in. That's what I want to give my energy and time to. So we're going to take a quick little break. I'm going to be right back. And we're going to give a shout out to our sponsors. Okay, guys. And we are back. So, um, you know, just talked about the no hashtag situation, no protesting. Um, and I know a lot of people won't fully understand, um, why, and I, and I truly, I respect it. It, you know, it's cool. Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about is white friends. And today on Facebook, I made a post about the importance of white people standing up and speaking up during this time, saying something, you know, during this time. Um, because on a regular basis, you see, you see, we are uplifted through music and sports, you know, we are loved in those spaces. You know, there's TikTok challenges and, you know, there's LeBron James Taco Tuesdays and, you know, there's the... <laughs> Uh, the failed execution of a black woman's body, the the lips and the hips and the in the the butts. You know, we are uplifted in those ways when it comes to our looks and our lingo and our dialects and our bodies and our music and our sports. But you know, during this time, there there's crickets. So I decided to you know just make a little Facebook post like, hey, you know. Have you guys heard from your beloved white friends? Have they said anything about the injustices and the discrimination and the racism that we face? Have they said anything about Ahmad being killed for jogging? He was jogging mind his business. Have, have anybody said anything? Your white friends. And... You know, I'm reading comments. You know, it got over 80 shares. And I'm reading everyone's comments. And, you know, I'm I'm like trying to see what's what. What's going on? What's going on in, in these people's heads? And a lot of black people was like, nah, crickets have not heard anything. But just last week, everybody was TikToking to the Savage Remix. Just last week. Everybody was, you know, popping and twerking and popping their lips and snapping their fingers just last week. But now when an important issue comes about, y'all don't want to say nothing. So I was like, yo, they are not your friends. Your lie. We really need to understand this and we really need to look at the white people in our lives. And if they are silent during these tragedies where you are traumatized like myself and it, it, you know, it have you black people, black women, black men, black parents, you now looking at your kids like, oh my gosh, like my baby got to grow up in this world. What type of conversations with you in your home, in your life, in your space, you paranoid. But yet you have a white friend that you report to, that you friends with, that have not said anything about this topic. Nothing. That's problematic. And I don't care. I do not care. I do not care. I do not care what anyone say. You cannot have a white friend and this person do not speak up about the injustice and the, the challenges and the racism and all the things that black people face in this country. 
That is not true friendship. And you need to stop fucking with them like yesterday. The friendship needs to be over. If you are listening to this podcast right now, you need to pause. You need to pause and you need to call your white friend and you need to end the friendship right the fuck now. It is dead. It's a dead end road, period. They need to speak up. The system is not broken. It is It is working the way it should work. And we need to understand this as well. A lot of people don't, a lot of white people don't say shit because they know they are privileged and they are entitled as fuck. It's that simple. Because if, in all honesty, if we become the true competitors of white people, they know we will be prosperous. And that's a threat. That's a threat. If if, 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 black, if black people received the same opportunities and had the same access that white people have to opportunities, a lot of white people take that as threat because they know that we are geniuses. They know we are smart. They know we are special in every industry. And we are automatic a threat because they see us. We don't see us. They see us. They see our greatness. That's what brings about the racism. Racism is only fueled by fucking jealousy. And I truly, because nothing else fucking makes sense. I would would never truly understand fucking racism. It doesn't make sense. What's the true purpose behind racism? What is it? And I came up to the conclusion, it's jealousy. They see gold. And we need to start seeing ourselves. They see us. They see the greatness. They see what we can do. They have, they see us so much, y'all, that they have capitalized our dudes. They have capitalized our culture. That's how much they see. They see beauty in our lips. They see beauty in our hips. They see beauty in our butts. They see beauty in our music. They see beauty in our struggles. They see beauty in the hood. To the the, the point they go and they buy up all that shit and kick us out. They see it. They see it. We don't see it. We don't value it. But they do. And it's just that simple. It's jealousy. It's just that simple. I want what you want. I want what you have. Correction. I want what you have. And what we have is it it comes to us naturally. We don't have to dig too deep. It's on the surface. But. I feel like a lot of black people do not feel valuable without the white validation in the white existence in their lives. And I'm just being honest. A lot of you motherfuckers would not be able to breathe without the green light from white folks. And I deal with that in the fashion industry all the time. If you're not affiliated with a white person in the fashion industry, you ain't shit. And I'm just being honest. And I see a lot of people, you know, socially cannot go without being a be being around white people. If white people are not in their in their existence in their everyday lives, they truly feel like they ain't shit. And that's true. It's true. I've seen it. I've talked to people like that. I avoid people like that. All the time. All the time. 
it's a lot of black people feel like they have to be affiliated with white people. So if your white friends are not speaking up during this time, they are not your white friends. This system was created for them and it's doing it absolutely what it's supposed to do. It is not broken. It is not broken. Period. It's not. It's to benefit them. So with that being said, it is their duty to speak up. At this point, we got to hold white people accountable. Not just politicians, not just presidents, not just the government. These everyday white folk that walk amongst us, that go to work with us, they go to school with us. Their kids go to school with our kids. The ones that stay next door. We need to hold them accountable. Y'all need to speak up. If you love me the way you say you love me, you won't want me to be hurt. You won't want me to, while y'all going to sleep at night, during this time, y'all sleeping peacefully, but I'm downstairs on the second floor to, uh preaching to my sons about police brutality and what they need to do if they ever get stopped by the police. Meanwhile, your kids are sleeping peacefully as fuck. If you love me, you won't want me to live that life. You're not my friend. You don't really fuck with me like that. And that's what a lot of black people need to realize. You need to realize that shit. You need to wake up. And it's perfectly okay to say, hey, how do y'all feel about this? To get their perspective. Because simply, I'm going to tell y'all this. This shit is personal. It's very much personal. Simply because these black men are not being killed by people that know them. These are random ass people that's killing them. Trayvon didn't know Zimmerman. Mike Brown didn't know that police officer. Um, Ahmad didn't know these people. Sandra Bland didn't know the police officer. This is not a crime of somebody that knew of them and they pissed them off or they had an argument and the shit popped off and went wrong. No, 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 no. These are random people. So the reason why this is personal, the reason why these tragedies are personal, because we look like them. We, too, have black skin like Mike Brown. We, you, Your son is built like Mike, Mike Brown. He's big and tall like Mike Brown. Your son wear hoodies like Trayvon. Your daughters go to job interviews like Sandra. And they too share black skin. So this shit is personal. This shit is personal. This is the reason why it's personal. Because they are being killed because of their skin. By the, by the way they look. And guess what, black people? You look just like them. So you fucking right better be offended. And we have to have these conversations with our children. It only makes sense. That's the reason why we have to generalize these type of tragedies because they generalize us. You fear for your life because that person was black and it's plain and simple. So you fear for your life amongst black period, black people, period. So black people, this is a personal situation and you should be offended and it's okay to be offended. And it's okay to hold your white people accountable because if they be if they believe and they agree with the actions of those that are killing black people and they justify the shit, it says a lot about how they look at you. And a lot of white people utilize those friendships just to say they have a black friend. They they love our culture. They love the way we talk. They love the way out the way we walk. But to be on the same playing field, to have access to the same opportunities as them is a no-go. And y'all don't need to fuck with white people that have that mindset. 
Period. So be very mindful of your friendships that you have with white people. And also be very be my be my no 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 I'm not even gonna get into that because we're gonna stay we're gonna stay on this this subject because I hate when people you know speak on one thing and then you know include and no 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 we just don't we're gonna keep this on white people. Evaluate your white friends. Evaluate. Know their stance. Know who they are voting for. <laughs> Know what they're talking to their kids about. Know their relationships. Tap into their lives. What type of music they listen to. They tapped into yours. Do the same. What type of seasonings they using on their food. We got to know this shit. They know our shit. So we got to know they shit. And if you don't have access to the insights of these people, they are not your friends. And if they do not cry with you, protest with you, understand you, give you the the space to even vent about police brutality, racism, discrimination, move the fuck around. They are not your friends, period. So that's what I wanted to talk about. I had to, you know, it's been a while since I did a solo podcast, but... It's been weeks, um, but I had to come back and I had to speak on that. I had to elaborate because believe it or not, people, and I even hate that black people feel this way, but it took me a while to, you know, accumulate my confidence when it comes to being unapologetic. And I truly understand that I was not always here. (laughs) I was not always vocal. I was not always sure and confident enough to even be vocal. So it takes time. So that's the reason why I let let everybody make it. Because at least you're listening. At least uh, least you're having this conversation. You know? And I'm grateful for that. You know, there's a step and there's a process to everything. And none of us can avoid the process. I have already been processing. So I, too, have to be patient with those that are, you know, starting to walk towards the light which is knowledge. So with that being said, um, I'm very patient and I wanted to elaborate on my stance and I just wanted to put some, some good word out into the universe. And I, I really hate that a lot of black people don't feel this way. You know, I do hate it. You know, I understand why y'all feel this way, but I hate that y'all are not vocal you know, and y'all feel like if you are vocal, then you're going to intimidate and you're not going to obtain um, access to the opportunities that will advance your careers. You know, I get that, but I do not like it. I understand it, but I do not like it because I think a great example of this whole thing is Cardi B. Cardi B is beyond... <laughs> irritating at times she talks about vulgar shit all the time she's very expressive about sexuality in her marriage and what she do what she do to her husband and <laughs> what she have done you know cardi b is herself period i love it you gotta respect it but this also this is the same woman that actually had a politician on her platform she interviewed a politician you can be yourself, people. You can vote, you can vocalize your concerns. You can scream Black Lives Matter. You can say this is some this is some bullshit. You can be yourself and people will still love you. Cardi B is a great example of this. This lady said whatever the fuck she wanna say. She fought, she tried to fight Nicki Minaj at the what was that? Fashion Week. And she still we're respected even by politicians, even if they got a hidden agenda and they just want to use her platform to gain more followers and votes and stuff like that. But still, she has she still have that opportunity to interview, you know, politicians on her platform. This lady is still working. She ain't missed now one check and she's been herself the entire time. 
So keep that in mind. You can be yourself and still get a check. Hello, you listening to somebody? <laughs> My check ain't as big as uh, Cardi B's, but it's coming. I I just feel like, you know, if you feel some way, just express yourself, man. You know, you never know what might come out of that. Conversations that need to be had. The benefit of you just being yourself. And I've I had a real conversations with white people all day today off that one post. And that and the conversations were, you know, they were great. They were respectful. Everybody, you know, even if we disagree, listen, this is my stance and this is what I it was very much needed. Very much needed. So if you feel some type of way, express yourself. Be yourself. It is simply okay. I had white people hit me up today. I had um I had a, a Mexican woman hit me up today. You know, Bree, please elaborate. Please tell us, you know, tell me how you feel. And we had a conversation in my inbox about it. I made a post today. Um, after the post about the white friends, I made another post. And it was pretty much uh, about, you know, I hate the use of people of color and brown and black people. I hate when black people use that, those terms. It Can we just focus on black people? Can we focus on home first and then we reach out to the world? Can we get our shit together? Can we clean up our house? First of all, can we obtain a house first? And then, you know, go inside and clean it up and get our shit together before we walk outside the door and try to build another house for another race. Black people are the only people that I hear consistently say black and brown people. When brown people speak about their issues, you don't hear them saying brown and black people. When the Asians are speaking about their issues, you don't hear them saying people of color. But every time you, every time there's a tragedy or something that's going on in the black community, you hear black and brown, you hear people of color. Now, if you're talking about the different shades of, of black people, because we do come in different shades. If you're talking about the different shades of black people, cool, that's fine. And you want to use people of color and black and brown, because that's true. We are black and brown. We are, you know, we have so many shades within our community. I get it. But if you're not, and you are literally talking about other races, that don't talk about you, to me, that's not cool. We need to take care of home. We got a lot of trauma that we got to heal. We have not even healed after slavery. A lot of that fear is still in us. We still can't even look. Some of us can't even look at white people dead in the motherfucking eye. When we talk to them. Having a simple conversation. You looking down at the flow. Just the simple things. We need to get over all that. Hold your head up, King. Hold your head up, Queen. Like, come on. Like, it's that. It's that, y'all. It's deep. It's deep. It's deep. And it's enrooted in our, in our community. And we really need to dig deep into our community and really throw away some shit. The eating habits. Get rid of that shit. Drinking more water, exercising. Exercising is not white folk shit. Jogging is not white folk shit. That's black excellence as well. Vegan is not white people shit. Eating kale is not white people shit. That's eating well. <laughs> Therapy. Therapy is not white people shit. That's 
a healthy mindset, a healthy mind, nigga. We need the shit. We need dope. Like we need tons and tons of therapy. I think we need to start, you know, cutting that into the budget. I really do. A lot of us need to heal. There's so many hurt people out here that's hurting people. So many people, the way that we moving and shit like that is because it was taught to us. We need to unlearn and relearn new behaviors. Period. So, I'm about to get off. You guys can reach us um, at Bremore Productions on Instagram. Uh, we still are working on a Patreon. This podcast will also be on the YouTube as well. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can search Bremore Productions. We are still interviewing artists and people um, via Zoom. Um, and we also put it on YouTube. So please go support the YouTube channel. Support, support, subscribe, please. Like, comment. I'm going to put this on the YouTube channel as well so we can have a real conversation about what I spoke about and elaborate on ideas and really come together beyond, you know, just podcasting. But you can also leave us a message. You will have to download the Anchor app and leave us a message. Um, and I would love for you you guys to actually subscribe. When you do download the Anchor app, make sure you subscribe. And please, 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 please give us a monthly donation. You can give us a dollar a month. That, that's beautiful, um, especially during this time. So please make sure you donate to the Bremore Productions podcast. Become a monthly subscriber. You'll be the first to know when a podcast drops. Um, go Follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Bremore Productions. Subscribe to our website. And the next closet sale is May 10th, Mother's Day, this Sunday. So make sure you support locally owned businesses in one transaction. You can support so many businesses. So please make sure that you go follow us on Instagram so we can drop that link. But the link is bmpclosetsale.com. bmpclosetsale.com. On Sunday, visit that website and you will have access to the online closet sale. Um, Sunday only. I actually shut down the website after Sunday. So make sure you support. Continue to support. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Bremore Productions podcast, the safe place for the Black Opinion. Until next time, peace.